You're listening to The Way Out, creating financial freedom through network marketing with Andrew Logan. This podcast is your step-by-step guide to building and growing your own business and creating passive investment vehicles. If you crave legacy, wealth, and freedom, keep listening. Hello and welcome. It is Andrew Logan here. Great to be with you for another episode of our podcast today. Episode number 12. 12 is my favorite number, so hopefully I can deliver some extra special value today. And what I want to talk about today is trading and investing. And just looking at the two and really breaking down the differences of the two. Because, you know, when we talk about financial freedom and when I coach financial freedom, we really talk about the fact that financial freedom at the end of the day comes from A, you know, discipline and habit and making sure you're not spending all your money. But B, financial freedom comes from making money no matter where you are in the world, no matter what you're doing, and essentially making money in your sleep and making money over and over again. Really, that's about your money making money for you, which is passive wealth, which comes from passive investments. So in the property game, it's having a number of properties that are paying you rent you know, weekly or monthly, and you can consistently live off that money. Or in the stock market, it's having lots of stocks that are paying dividends consistently and you're living off that income and you don't have to get out of bed you don't you can be anywhere in the world and you can make that money now that's obviously an amazing goal one of the challenges is that it can take some time it can take some time for properties to start turning positive or it can take some time to buy enough properties and same with the stocks it can take enough time to buy enough stocks so we obviously have other options as well and other little middlemen and I want to talk about that in other episodes and specifically and you know why I love like our leverage business model is that you know that missing link in the middle and I want to dedicate an episode to that but just for today I want to help people truly understand the difference between trading and investing because I think the lines are a little bit blurred at the moment and seeing a lot of people on social media talking about you know how they're investing in cryptocurrencies and they've got this trading platform where they're creating wealth and there's lots of emails that are coming through to my inbox regularly about teaching me how to do this and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that I mean there's there's pros and cons to everything you know nothing is perfect obviously except for my wife and children but there are going to be pros and cons to everything and we just need to understand that trading has risks okay trading has a lot of advantages but trading is not investing, okay? They are two different things. And once we understand that and we know the difference, then we can understand it better. And then, because you should never put any money into anything that you do not understand. So let's just talk investing in a, first, and then we'll get into actual kind of trading and, and where it differs. But when we talk passive wealth, as I said before, it's about you know, buying a house and then just holding it and and essentially doing nothing, which is one of the greatest challenges for people is to kind of buy something and do nothing because we we get bored and we get antsy. But it's like planting a tree in your backyard. So if we use this analogy, I'm going to plant an apple tree in my backyard and have this little seed and I put that seed into the soil and five, ten years later, a tree is fully grown and it starts to bear fruit. And then I can live off that fruit, you know, and then I can use some of the seeds from that fruit to plant more trees. 
And so I can have one apple tree and then I could use a couple of the seeds off that one apple tree to, you know, to plant more. And so the analogy is like, you know, you can count the seeds on a plant, but you can't count the plants in a seed, right? And so as long as I'm not overly spending my money and as long as I'm not eating too many apples all in one go, I can use that tree to, you know, feed me and create more trees. And that is essentially like the compound effect of passive investment. So I can buy one house and I can start to live off the rent you know, or I can start to get more money coming in from the rent and then I can use that rent and that capital gain to buy more houses and eventually I can start to live off the rent. Now as well in the stock market, I can buy some stocks and I can use those dividends and the growth to buy more stocks and use those dividends and growth to buy more and more stocks and eventually I can live off the dividends and have my cash flow from there. So that is an investment wealth and that comes down to time, uh, money and compound interest. Now, the problem is that for a lot of people, they don't have the, you know, enough money to get started or they don't understand the compound effect or they just, you know, they're, they're like they're, by the time they kind of look at this and by the time they realize that they need to do something, it's a little bit late to really let that tree properly grow. And so it never kind of properly bears fruit or they don't have, they, they don't have enough time to allow it to bear enough fruit. So then we have all these other options and trading, as I said, is a really, really popular option and you're seeing it a lot and a lot at the moment. So what actually is trading and especially when we talk about, you know, the crypto markets and, and you know, even your um, Forex markets, your foreign exchange markets and your crypto markets and looking at tradings of currency and fiat versus uh, like crypto and crypto versus cryptocurrencies like that. How does trading work? Now, just quickly, before I do jump in there, I do want to acknowledge our subscriber of the week because I always forget, <laughs> I've forgotten the last couple of episodes, but I want to thank out to Heidi underscore Lawson Lane. Um, she did a great post in her stories the other day, tagging me in her stories and thanking me. She had a little screenshot. Um, and what I did notice was the screenshot of her podcast app was that she was at episode one. So she's either found it or and like just found it and straight away shared it. Or she's found it recently and then she's gone back and she's doing a bit of a binge. But whatever you've done there, Heidi, I appreciate the tag and thank you for the shout out and appreciate your words. Um, if you can reach out to me and just message me on Instagram and just say, hey, I was subscriber of the week for episode 12 and I will send you a gift. Um, if anyone else, if you're getting value out of this, if you want to be subscriber of the week, if you want to help share the, the content of this because you're getting value out of it, I would love and, and appreciate any subscription and five-star review that you would give or even just a simple screenshot of your device. Tell me the big lesson you've had. Tell me the big takeaway. Pop it up on your stories. Tag me in it. I'm at Andrew James Logan. Um, and then I can celebrate too and see what you're getting out of this. See the takeaways that you're getting. See the value that you've got. Um, and that helps me just come up with more content for more episodes as well as to exactly what you guys are chasing. Now, coming back to trading. So, as I said, like trading is super, super, super popular at the moment, especially with the kind of absolute explosion of the cryptocurrency market. Now, personally, I do think this is a little bit of a bubble. Okay, I think we're gonna. There's so many coins, and I'm not, people are saying I'm negative against cryptocurrencies. I'm not negative. I'm very realistic and and very you know appreciative of the power of blockchain technology and cryptocurrencies. But I think we're going to shake a few out. I think there's some coins there that are massively overvalued um, and there's some hysteria. So, I mean, let's just kind of get that out of the way. So just, just be careful, right? Because I think this is going to burst at some point. It could burst in 10 years. It could burst in 10 minutes. But the point is trading as an option for people has been around 
really forever. I mean, humans have traded stuff in civilization since we've become, you know, a civilized society. We've been trading, you know, I have a pig and you have a cow and, and how about we trade some things, right? And and if you're in trading and you've done any kind of trading, like, you, you know, you'll understand Japanese candlesticks. Japanese candlesticks are a very powerful way to kind of get a, an idea of the momentum and the mood of the market and, the, and, you know, the momentum, the current stock or commodity or currency that you're in. I mean, that was created in the 18th century with rice futures. So trading as a, as a thing has been around for a very long time. Now, as our world modernizes and people, you know, apps on their phones and more and more of the average person, the average investor can have access to these markets, they're becoming more popular. And obviously, as I said, there's, you know, the real crypto craze, especially at the moment where people are getting in and trading in these currencies and, and some people are making great money. The key is understanding that trading is not investing because, as I said, investing is planting that seed, waiting for it to grow. You know, I mean, we water it and we fertilize it and we understand that it's going to grow faster in some seasons and a bit slower in other seasons. But we sit there and we wait for it to grow and then we live off the fruit. Trading is more about kind of putting a seed in and then at some point it's going to grow. And then at some point we say, you know what, there's enough wood there. There's enough timber out of this tree. And I'm going to use that timber to sell off to someone else who wants some timber because they want to make uh, some paper or some chopsticks or, or a bit of furniture or whatever it is. Um, and then I'm going to go out and I'm going to find the next seed to plant and I'm going to buy some timber and I'm going to wait for it to grow and then I'm going to sell it. So trading is more about kind of buying small trees or buying seeds or, or buying big trees, waiting for them to grow a bit and then chopping them down and sending them away. And so that is an active income. Now, what gets exciting for people is that there is an amount of leverage going on here. And so what I mean by that is particularly when we get into currencies, you know, there's there are exciting things that happen when you get into the currency markets. Uh, I mean, trading again, like... <laughs> Trading, you can trade timber, you can trade commodities like oil, you can trade, um, you know, gold and silver, chunks of gold and silver, you can trade coins and stuff like that, right? It doesn't really matter what you're doing. What you are doing is you're buying something that someone else owns. So at the end of the day, whether I'm buying a Bitcoin or I'm buying a lump of timber, someone else owns it and they've gone to the market and said, I'm willing to sell it for X dollars or X thousands of dollars. And I'm going to come in and say, you know what, I think that's good value because I'm going to think it's going to keep going up and I'm going to buy it. And then when it goes up, I'll sell it to someone else. Okay. That is the basis of trading. No matter what it is, we're selling a commodity between two people. So what we have to understand is that things like, you know, things like the currencies and that when they have leverage, that can be really exciting because what that means is say, say you want to buy a thousand dollars worth of stocks. Normally, you would think, okay, I've got to get $1,000 and then I go to the broker and buy $1,000 worth of stocks. In currency markets, they might say, well, look, you know, because this is a currency and this is like the US dollar and obviously America is not going to collapse overnight. So we'll give you leverage like a home loan, essentially. And what they'll say is you've only got to give us $10 and you can have like $1,000 worth of this stock. Or maybe it's $100 and we'll give you $1,000 worth of stock. It depends on, you know, a number of factors. But that's obviously intoxicating because if you can, for $10, control $1,000 worth of currency and then it goes up, then you've made a lot of money. The problem is leverage is a double-edged sword and so you can lose a lot of money 
very, very quickly too. And that's why trading tends to attract men, <laughs> um, because we're reckless. Um, and we get into that kind of roller coaster mentality and, and we get a bit of our adrenaline out of it. And I understand that like there's there's fun, you know, and there's excitement and we want to do things that excite us. But if you wanna if you wanna get kicks and, and adrenaline, like go to the roller coaster. Spend your money on theme park tickets and buy roller coaster tickets. Because investing shouldn't be like adrenaline junkie. Investing should actually be quite boring, and that's what we were saying before. Is that you know to really grow a money tree and to really live off fruits of and or you know to plant lots of seeds and then just have a harvest that feeds you forever. There is a lot of just sitting around not doing nothing. There is a lot of sitting around waiting. Whereas if you're constantly planning and then constantly pulling it out, constantly planning and then chopping it down, constantly planning and constantly chopping it down, that is active. Now, what we just have to understand is that's perfectly okay if that's what you want to do, but don't confuse it with investing. Trading is an active income. Now, there are bots, okay, and there's, you know, artificial intelligence coming in. And again, newer technology, artificial intelligence, newer technology, trading bots, newer technology. But the fundamentals never change. In any business, the fundamentals never change. You know, things evolve as technology evolves, but fundamentals don't change. And fundamentally, people have been selling, you know, bots and people have been selling, you know, markers and indicators that, you know, guarantee returns since the dawn of the day. So since we've had trading, we've had people sell, you know, systems that will tell you what to do. And when these two lines cross, that's when you go in. And when you get a shooting star, that's when you do this. And when you get this signal, that's when you do this. So whilst we've got you know AI and stuff like that, and they're telling us what to do, and it's taking some of the guesswork out of it, it is still, at the end of the day, a calculated risk. And if you're not doing you know sound money management techniques, or you don't really understand what you're doing, it's a semi-calculated gamble. You know, don't kid yourself that it's like investing if you don't know what you're doing. If you're just blindly following what someone else is telling you to what to do, um, well, that's, I mean, that's gambling. And again, that's not, I mean, gambling's not limited to the stock market. It's just the, the one that we're seeing at the moment. You know, if someone tells you this horse is going to win and you just blindly throw money at it, that's gambling. If you say that this stock is going to double next week and you blindly throw money at it and you don't even check out their, you know, anything about the company, you don't Google their name or anything like that, that would be gambling. So, Trading is an active way with an, uh, an element of leverage that we can increase money into our account. But we just have to understand that also comes the risk and leverage creates risks where leverage we can lose more money than we actually started with. And leverage means that we can you know, come in and create a lot of income in a short period of time, but we can also lose a lot of money in a short period of time. And bots and AI will give us you know, information and calculated opinions on what the market can do. But just remember as well that while you're trading with a bot telling you what to do, you're not trading against the stock market, you're trading against the other person on the other floor of the market. So they might have a bot telling you to do something else and there might be a reason that they're selling this thing because their bot's telling them to sell while your bot's telling you to buy. So at the end of the day, no matter what it is, it comes down to it's an exchange of two people's opinions, two people's emotions, 
and we get an amount of information, an amount of calculation that give us a calculated opinion. But the stock exchange, the foreign exchange, the crypto exchange are all exchanges of people's emotions, exchanges of people's feelings. And it does not matter what you invest in at the end of the day, you are investing against someone else on the other side of the room or on the other side of the world. And the final thing with that then, the final thing that we have to discuss when it comes to trading is understanding that trading is a negative sum game. So what I mean by that is like a zero sum game would be, I've got this stock and it's worth $10 and I say, you know what, I don't want it anymore. I've, I bought it for five and it's gone to 10 and I'm ready to sell it and I sell it to you for $10, okay? I sold it to you for $10, you bought it off me for $10. That is a zero sum game. I now have $10 more in my pocket, you have $10 less in your pocket, but you have the $10 stock. That is a zero sum game. A negative sum game is when we have a middleman, which is the broker, you know, and this is their job. So essentially in this situation, the broker is going to say, okay, you want to sell yours for $10, okay? I will go out into the market and I'll find someone who'll buy it off you, but I'm going to take a little haircut. I'm going to take a little clip. So I'm going to sell it to them for $10 and two cents, and I'm going to give it back to you for $9 and 98 cents. And that little four cent gap in the middle is my payment. That's my haircut. That's what I get for going out and creating this exchange, creating this platform, creating this brokerage. So again, in every exchange, in any market, whatever you are trading, understand that it's a negative sum game. And really, the person who's always going to win is the broker in the middle taking the haircut. So it's like in the old gold rush days where you know people were out there buying the picks and shovels to, 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 to find gold. The people who made money consistently were the ones selling the picks and shovels. You know, the, the people selling the jeans to the people out digging gold. You know, Levi's. That's where they made all their money. They didn't go out trying to find gold, and some people did. A very small percentage of people found big chunks of gold and made a lot of money. Most people lost money, okay? But there are a few people who were chasing that big payday. But the people who made consistent income were the people who sold the jeans and the picks and the shovels to the people going out there digging for gold. So that's what your broker is doing. Your broker or the person selling you the software, the person selling you the AI, they're going to say, you know what, here is something... Okay, and we're going to allow you to have this platform. We're going to give you information. We're going to tell you what to do, but we're just going to charge a little haircut each time. We're just going to charge a little haircut each time. Now, if you're okay with that, that's fine. Again, there's nothing specifically wrong with it as long as you understand it. But just know that it's a negative sum game. Even if you get you know 51% of your trades correct, you will lose money because you're losing a percentage of money with every trade. So you've got to get more than, you know, more, well more than 50% of your trades correct because you've got to take into account the haircut that you lose on every trade. You're losing a percentage of your money every time. So coming back to it, is trading a great option? Yes, trading has many benefits. You can do it from your phone. You can do it from the desk. You can do it while you live overseas. I did a lot of trading when I was younger and you know I did love it because I'm I'm a math nerd growing up. You know, I was a, a math nerd and I loved the calculation of money management. I loved the calculation of risk. I love looking at the candles and kind of, you know, making guesses on the market. 
And when I was living overseas, it was even better because I could kind of get up and I could trade for a little bit and then I could go skiing or something like that. And when I was living back in Australia, I could work all day and then I could go home and then I could stay up and I could trade for a bit and then I'd go to sleep. Like it offers benefits of flexibility in your lifestyle and you can move around and do it all those times. There are different markets that offer different opening hours and all that kind of stuff. There are a lot of benefits to someone looking to increase their income through trading. But let's just understand that it is not an investment. It's not an investment if you're actively in there doing things. It is not a passive wealth creation vehicle. Now, if you are good and you're disciplined and you follow the trade rules and you follow your money management techniques and you have you know, a run of success and you use that money to then put away into something boring but consistent and it's going to pay you money and it's going to grow fruit and it's going to grow a harvest and, and you eat that harvest for the rest of your life, amazing. But just beware that a trading attracts risk, okay? And I like to sleep at night. And that's what I discovered. As much as I loved in my 20s to be kind of adrenaline junkie and maths nerdy and all that kind of stuff, I really, you know, I love to sleep. <laughs> and I love to just sit there and sleep at night and know that things will be there tomorrow morning. So that's why I just stick to investing. That's why I've created businesses to create me that leverage and businesses to create that cash flow. And again, we'll talk about that specifically in another episode is that missing link. But if you want to go down the trading path, understand the risk and understand how it works. Understand it's not a zero sum game. It is a negative sum game where you're exchanging between two people based on emotions and opinion and nothing more. It has nothing to do with the value of the coin, of the commodity, of the chunk of gold, of the currency, of the block of timber, of the potbelly pig. It's nothing to do with the value of that. It is completely to do with greed or fear, the emotions of the person buying or selling. If you can understand that, then I wish you great success. So guys, as always, I hope that helps. I just hope that helps you understand other options out there because there are a lot of other options out there. And if trading is something that excites you, read books about it first. Go to the library, read trading books, read trading mindset books, great ones like Robert Douglas trading in the zone, read Steve Nissen's books on Japanese candlesticks, like he's the best coach out there on Japanese candlesticks, read stuff like that so you understand how it all works before you put a dollar across. Because the last thing I'll leave you with is there's obviously a lot of people offering things at the moment. And the, one of the biggest Wall Street sayings, or two, I'll leave you with two Wall Street sayings. One is that Wall Street can stay irrational longer than you can stay solvent. Which means if you don't have a lot of money, Wall Street can do some strange things sometimes. And the stock market, and I say Wall Street as the stock market, the crypto market, any market, they can go against the grain and they can go against what, you know, what your bot says and what the AI says for longer than you can keep money in them. But some people are selling these guaranteed, automated, purely passive, you know, un, you know, guaranteed not to fail things. And guys, like, they don't exist. They don't exist. Because, the, and the question I always ask them, because I've, I've had, you know, I've had people DM me about them and stuff. And it's like, well, if you have this guaranteed thing that's going to, like, triple my money each year, why are you trying so hard to sell me? Like, why not just go to the bank and get this huge loan and then triple your money and then and then you're fine? Like, wh why are they trying so hard? But, they, you know, it's like, this is guaranteed and this is guaranteed and this is guaranteed. Okay. If you can't find the sucker in a deal, it's it's possibly you. So I just leave you with that as well, guys, because I want this industry to be more respected. And I want people to see how amazing our industry is and how we stack up against other things out there. I'm not negative on trading. I just want people to understand the risk. 
And I understand there's companies in our industry that are teaching and coaching and educating people on how to trade. And I think that's amazing because education is like the, you know, the insurance against being ripped off. Again, a final stock market saying, Wall Street is where uneducated people have their money taken away from them by educated people. You know, we come in and things are all super complex and stuff, and we just trust people and then they take our money. So if you're going to get into trading, if you want to look at that as a way to increase your income, if you want to get into a company that's involved in trading and you're looking as a way to leverage your income, A, understand it's not an investment, it's an active income. It's a perfectly great active income as long as you understand the risk and as long as you take the time to educate yourself. So on that, guys, I do hope that helps. I do hope you've gotten some value out of that, helped you understand the markets a little bit better and just the difference between planting a money tree and growing one just to cut it down to, you know, grow another one just to cut it down. Both perfectly fine options. It depends on your goals. What is your goal? What do you want out of your life? And then find the correct vehicle for that. Otherwise, guys, thank you very much again. If you've got value, I really appreciate if you, you know, subscribe, if you leave a review or if you tag me in your stories and, and pass on this to other people, let me know your feedback. Let me know what you've gotten value out of. And guys, I'll see you for episode 13, lucky number 13, next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Way Out, creating financial freedom through network marketing. Connect with Andrew on Instagram and Facebook at Andrew James Logan. For your seven-step system to financial freedom and other tools and resources to help you grow your business fast, go to www.andrewlogan.net. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Until next time, keep moving forward.